Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Today's episode is about how when a leader in the industry gets sloppy, both tenants and landlords can pay the price. But first, I'd like to invite you to meet me in person. I'll be at the Raising Money Summit in Denver on November 17th and 18th. It's a great event with some very good friends of mine as speakers. I'll be Kathy Fetke, Richard Wilson, Anthony Chera, Mark and Tammy Kenny, Kevin Bopp, along with yours truly and a host of others. And I really look forward to seeing you then. If you're interested in learning more about this event, including getting a special discount from me, send me an email to victor at victorjm.com and just let me know about the Raising Money Summit in Denver and I will send you a special discount code. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's episode is about how when a leader in the industry gets sloppy, both tenants and landlords can pay the price. Last month, publicly listed company RealPage agreed to pay a $3.3 million settlement in a suit with the Federal Trade Commission that alleged the Richardson Company failed to take reasonable steps to ensure the accuracy of tenant screening information. The commission alleged that over roughly a five-year period between 2012 and 2017, RealPage screened apartment applicants for criminal records using criteria that only required an exact match of the applicant's last name and a non-exact match of the first name, middle name, or birth date, the result of which potential renters were associated with criminal records that did not belong to them and they may have been turned down for housing and other opportunities. This is an issue that's confronted the entire screening industry, namely how to match applicants with common last names to public records when most of the courts don't make social security or driver's license numbers available as part of those records. So let's say, for example, you picked a name like Anthony Jones having a specific birth date and other similar names like Antonio Jones or Antoinette Jones, or Tony Jones, you could potentially associate criminal records from one individual with people who had no criminal record at all. And these false positives could be problematic for both tenants and landlords. It's vitally important as landlords, we understand the systems that are being employed in our companies, even if those systems are coming from subcontracted services. It's very tempting to assume the companies are doing the right thing after all. They're the experts at background checks. You're not. You're a landlord, and that's what you're an expert at. Then there's the employment-related lawsuit against Ascenda, which resulted in a $1.1 million settlement. The plaintiffs alleged that the company invaded their right to privacy by obtaining background checks without the necessary disclosure or consent. In that particular case, the settlement class includes two distinct classes. One class of applicants or employees who signed the insufficient disclosure form, and another class of individuals who were terminated or denied employment based in whole or in part on the results of those background checks. Then there's the story in Illinois, and this is something I've run across in some of our properties. Some tenants have successfully sued landlords for failing to pay interest on security deposits. In some cases, tenants have secured judgments in the thousands for failing to pay the correct interest on a security deposit that often amounts to less than $10. All of this liability can be present when your subcontracted third parties don't have the right systems in place. It doesn't matter whether you're hiring an employee 
or qualifying a tenant, there are matters of privacy that if your property management firm doesn't do things properly, if the background check firm you hired doesn't do things properly, you could be liable for the missteps of your subcontractor. I believe that when you hire a company to do work for you, it's a good idea to ask questions about how they operate. I've often been surprised by the answers I receive. I remember interviewing a property management firm, and I had a list of about 20 questions about their internal systems and processes. For example, I asked them how often they made site visits to the property. Their answer surprised the heck out of me. They said twice a year. I nearly fell off my chair. Needless to say, I didn't hire them, and I don't even remember the answers to the other 19 questions. Don't assume they're going to be doing the right thing just because they're the so-called expert. Put together your list of due diligence questions and do the deep digging to make sure you've hired the right subcontractor. Make sure you understand their processes and how they work. In the meantime, have a spectacular day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.